and gentlemen, welcome to the first official episode of the CryptoCast. I don't know if you guys caught our, I guess, introduction or pilot episode where uh, Tim here was talking about his Bigfoot experience. But today we're going to talk about an incident, a Russian incident to be exact. It was made popular through many documentaries, movies, papers written by scholars, uh, enthusiasts, and people who are into uh, crypto, whatever, zoology, etc., like us. You know, here we are part of the Rational Rage Network. We approach everything with a rational mind, with an open mind. Um, I guess we blur the line between skepticism and believers. So we're going to be talking today about the Dyatlov Pass incident. This episode was almost going to be about, you know, DJ Mass Effects here because, you know, we were waiting for him <laughs> to get action. started. He was missing an action in my A, but here he is, you know, Bigfoot found him. <laughs> he brought him to us. Anyways. Oh, shit. I went in my A. Jimmy, man, why don't you get us started? Tell us what is the the Atlov Pass incident? What happened? Well, it was not, well, technically 10 students that went on a hiking expedition that pretty much got killed in mysterious ways. Ended up being 10, but nine of them ended up getting killed. One of them ended up having to go back home because he got hurt. And um, it's pretty mysterious the way it all happened, like pretty intriguing the only thing is what killed them what or who or who what if what whatever it was was it the yeti like they said was it well there's a a couple of theories there's there's a few theories we're gonna talk about them uh tim was talking to me about how they had reopened the case last year yeah they did that's true uh, Tim, what what was it that, that caused these guys? What was it that these guys found? Was it something they found? Was it just somebody that's like, you know what? I'm going to solve this shit. Well, the reason why they reopened the case is because recently there was another book written about it and a video game. So it actually piqued some interest on the whole situation. And then people started inquiring and inquiring minds want to know. So they just went for it and they reopened the case to see if they could reinvestigate it today with modern technology and stuff because apparently they still have a lot of the evidence just stashed away somewhere and they know where it is and they're going to go back through it and see what they come up with. So they reopened the case last year. Since then, have there been any updates? Not that I'm made aware of, no. I think they're going to finish the investigation before they start releasing anything. That way it's not speculation. Right. So why don't we go ahead and we start from the beginning and kind of work our way through the information that's out there via the Internet and and other sources. Um, This happened uh, back in uh, January of of 59. Like we said, there were 10 hikers originally. Um, All but one of them were uh, students and uh, they were pretty much all with the exception of one in their 20s, right? Yeah, yeah 20, 20 to 23, I believe. But the Dyatlov guy himself, I think he was 32 or 33. I think there was one old, older guy. I didn't think it was, was the Dyatlov guy the, the oldest? I thought so. He was the actual teacher, right? I think, or something, a uh, professor. The most experienced hiker. He was the most experienced hiker who was bringing them up there to help them level up from their hiking level two 
Oh, okay. Wait certification, a hiking so, level. So, so what? Okay, so what this was was this was a hiking training thing. They weren't really there to explore, to you know, investigate. You. No, they were mountain climbing skiers and you have to have certain certifications to be able to conquer certain mountains in the area and they were actually going for their license so that's what this was yes they're going from level two level two level three or whatever now level three whatever the russian thing is but i think the level three was the best you can get pretty much yeah, and they were all level two except for Dyatlov, who was a level three, and he was going to be yeah. doing their testing for them. And and the oldest guy was um, Grigory Krivoshenko was the oldest dude. Yes, sorry. Yeah, Dyatlov so was the oldest of the students. But so yeah. these motherfuckers were pretty much seasoned vets, seasoned climbers, hikers, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And no, something happened, man. Listen, man, you know, before I go any deeper into this, man, it doesn't matter how much experience you have. When you go up against the fucking elements, anything can fucking happen, bro, to anybody. To anybody. Yep. Oh, absolutely. But uh, these these people were, um, they, they were all, of course, students, it says here, of the Institute and the, the poly the Uraz Polytechnic Institute of Zvert, Zvertlovsk. That's the one. Right? Yeah, that's the one. So they went on this hike, right? It says here they were led by Igor Dyatlov. Alton were, of course, experienced hikers. It says here that they had planned a three-week trip with a return plan for February 12th, okay? One of the hikers, Yuri Yudin, he left early on the trip on January 28th due to a flare-up of sciatica, it says here. Yeah, yeah. You, you read one thing, it says sciatica. You read another thing, they're talking about him vomiting, like the girl's actual diary. But then you read the official book, and it, it actually talks about how he was having the aches and pains due to a heart condition that he was unaware of. Yeah, it was also flared up for when they went for the drive towards the mountain. They they had hired a pretty crappy sort of truck that apparently <laughs> flared up. Yeah, they apparently flared up his condition, and that's why he ended up going back. But the thing about him is that you know, according to what I'm reading here, he actually made it to the final leg of the trip. Would you say that that's a little bit suspicious maybe or? Well, see, he could have got creeped out a little bit too because they were talking to the native people there and they were warning them not to go there because the literal, literal translation for the name of the mountain was do not go there. Right. And the other name for the mountain was also called Death Mountain. So he might yeah, have started man. just, you know, it got into his head and tripped his brain out, right? Hey, you want to go to Death Mountain? Yeah, sure. Fuck you, man. <laughs> well, it Is saved that his that life roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the end, it saved his life. So, uh, you know what I mean? I guess he made the right move, right? Yeah, yeah he, absolutely. He actually died, I, I believe, a few years ago at the age yeah. of 73, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was an alcoholic. He was in a psycho uh, ward, too. Like a psychiatric ward. Wait a minute. You see, man, these are details that I did not know. Oh, well. Yeah. You know, and that's something that that kind of makes you think, you know. But then again, when you're out there with the elements and you, I don't know, things like lack of sleep and all that shit, it plays tricks on one's minds, man. Um, I don't know, you know. I, I think he's got a lot of guilt. You know what I mean, and probably of course. feels bad not being yeah. there. You know what I mean. So, but either way, survivor's I mean, guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Survivor's sure. guilt. 
PTSD. But it sucks just how it went down because the bodies even got found with radiation and stuff like that as well, which is suspicious in itself. Right. I mean, but it's, you know what, man, Uh, the information that I'm looking at here, it seems like the fucking trip was fucking challenging as fuck. It's like on the first day or so, it's like they only managed to cover like two and a half miles, (laughs) you know, understandable, man. I mean, uh, I've done hikes on the beach, you know, where you're going and going and that's sand, bro. You know, you think you fucking covered like five miles and you only done maybe fucking two and shit, you know. I think they say with the the sand resistance or snow resistance, it makes walking eight times harder or something like that than normal. Yeah. And and then also factor in the fucking gear, man. You know, the amount of gear, you know. Fuck that. Yeah. Tons of gear, but they actually left... Uh, I believe half of their gear at their first site before they made this this end of uh, the last little bit to where they ended up dying. They left half of it down because they were going to take it on the return, so they didn't have to carry it all the way up and then all the way back. Yeah, and but it's still it's a bitch. Yeah, the guy that went back also left his gear, like spread out his gear with the rest of them. So they would have had a lot of extra stuff, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so so supposedly these guys dropped off excess gear. Now, yeah, you can say you want to go light, but is there really such a thing as excess gear? Isn't it better to have and not need the need and not have? I mean, That's always my opinion, but I'm a prepper. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. You know, but okay. One so, is none and two is one. Exactly. That's it. But, but they had a fucking base camp. There was a fucking base camp and they dropped off what they called excess gear and they carried on, right? Now, I don't know, uh, you guys can maybe tell me, I don't know where they actually set up their their actual uh, tents and shit, their, their hikes, but according to locals, they found it an odd place to set up, you know, especially for experienced hikers. Yeah, it was basically right on the edge of a cliff on a bit of a downslope. Yeah, it was on the edge of a cliff. I wouldn't say it was uh, like a bad spot per se, it was more um, the way they got found and how there was a rip in the in the tent and stuff like that. And and whereabouts their bodies were, where they were scattered everywhere was a bit weird, you know? The oddest thing was the way these, these bodies were found, right? So let's talk about that. Yeah. All right. So investigators found footprints in the snow of eight or nine people who were either wearing socks, a single shoe, or were just straight up barefoot. They found footprints going towards uh, going from the tent to some dense forest, but then the footprints disappear after like 500 meters. All right. See, that's the thing. Yeah. It, there was no like footprints other than them, their own that, that, that was like present. Hmm. So, which makes it a bit odd in, in itself. You know what I mean? Even though four of the bodies didn't get discovered till about four months later, right. like, First few got discovered right away the minute they went for the search. But the other four didn't get discovered till two to four months later. Yeah. yeah they, what's up? Sorry. Yeah. Had to wait for the, the snow to melt. Yeah. And it was the locals that actually found the, the next few. Do you recall the name? Natives. Do, you, do you remember the name of the native tribe? Uh, it starts with M. Uh, the uh, Marsals or something. That's it. That's it. Something like that, man. Uh, Fuck, Mar- it, um, Marsals, is it? 
I think Marshalls or something. I don't know. But yeah, man, look, the first two bodies, right? They were men. They found two men. They were barefoot and they were dressed in their underclothes. They were found at the edge of the forest by the remains of a fire. Uh, Tim, you were telling me about uh, a stove or something that, that they had inside of the tent. Yeah, Dyatlov, he was an engineering student at the uh, Ural Polytech, and he had a very high IQ, so he invented this uh, a stove heater for the, the tents. It was sort of experimental, so they weren't sure if possibly something might have went wrong with that in the tent and caused people to get burned, and that's maybe one of the reasons why they ran away and stuff, but... I don't know. Yeah. Now we've spoken about this before. We were talking earlier about, you know, about how in the military, and I'm sure it's not just the military that does this, but when you go camping and you're out in cold weather and you have like a furnace or a stove or something inside of a tent, you always have somebody on some kind of a fire guard, you know, whether you do like a two hour shift or something, a four hour shift, I don't know what the fuck, but somebody should be awake at all times you know, in case of, you know, a fire. So do you guys think that all this started with a fire that started from within? No, because they did have lookouts. They did? They did, yeah. Okay. They did have a lookout. But did they possibly, like, fall asleep maybe? Look, that doesn't, yeah, no, it doesn't make sense though because if, say, if it was the fire, it was as simple as that, how did the radiation? Well, then again, it could have been radioactive that stove for all we know. But well, that's the thing too, because their lanterns—they they were like a kerosene lantern that ran off of this thing. But the, the bulb of the lantern that heats up in it actually back then was made out of a radioactive material. So Diatlov, yeah, being an engineering idea. person, you don't really know much about what Stovey invented. It could have had something to possibly do with that as well, right? We possibly. I mean, I've never heard that one before. So, I mean, it's it's plausible. So you never know. Yeah. But I doubt it. I doubt it. Only because of where the bodies were found. They also made sort of like a makeshift sort of tent where the cedar tree was. Not a tent. Uh, what's it called? Like a sort of. I mean to. Yeah, something like that. They made something else where they could stay back. Like close by to the tent, but where the tree was, where so, the body and as well. So that would explain the the fire then, right? Uh, but to touch real quick on the whole radiation thing, man, I was I was telling Tim earlier that you know uh, in the army the compasses we would use, you know, um, they they would have radiation in them, but I'm not sure it would be something that if it got out, they would be able to find traces of, you know. So I in Russian, man, they go pretty hardcore over there. Oh yeah, <laughs> it could be the worst of that. the worst radiation on their stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it seems. That's it why seems, it seems like every every day on the news, there's somebody dying there of some kind of fucking radiation. <laughs> but um, so they found those guys, uh, the next three bodies, uh, and one of them was Dietlov himself another man and a female, they were found between the fire and the tent. A couple of hundred meters away? Yeah, but the interesting thing about that is that that the way they were found, it's like to suggest that they had been trying to run back to the tent. Yeah, well, a couple of them did look like that way. There was another person that was kind of on a tree, like looking out where they thought he was on the tree. 
like looking out from the top there, like Wait trying to get one, away from one of them. Yeah, one or... of them. One of them, according to what I was uh, reading yesterday, which I didn't know about, one of them was like on the tree, like on the branch. Or they assume because when they found him, the branch was on the on the ground. His body was on the ground, so they assumed he must have been up on the tree, sort of looking out. Yeah, kind of like at the beginning of the movie Tremors, and that guy was up on the uh, the hydro pole because he was scared the shit out of him. That's what I mean, man. The whole thing's weird, like, and the way their bodies were found is weird too. Like, one of the girls had her tongue missing, her right. tongue and her eyeballs, no eyeballs missing. But you could say it was just wildlife doing that. If there was an avalanche and there was a crushing force, I was explaining the spirit earlier when we do hockey safety programs and stuff. If you take a crushing force to your head, it can actually pop your eyeballs out. You know. Oh really? So if there was something like they would have fallen, like a, like a, I don't know, a branch fell and hit her, or you know, possibly under an avalanche, just the the pressure on her head could pop your eyeballs out. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing about that is that autopsies pretty much concluded that that those five bodies that they found that those people had died of hypothermia, which is possible, but that still doesn't explain all the other shit. I mean. Again, you know, tongues. I mean, yeah, the fucking eyeballs. What Tim says makes a lot of sense, but then the fucking tongue. Well, they found blood in her stomach, which suggests she was alive when her tongue got ripped out. Yeah, they found five milligrams of blood in her stomach mixed with something else that they couldn't uh, determine what it was. You know, we're going to talk more about this when when we get to it, but but, uh, somebody said that they think that it was the Yeti that Tore out her fucking tongue, but whatever. Uh, well, we're, we're, we'll refer to the Dial South Pass photo famous number 17 once we get to the Oh, point. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we will talk about that. Was it, there was another camera, though, that got found? Yeah, Dial South's camera got found, but it was damaged from water, so they couldn't get any photos off of it. Yeah, but there was also a secret ca- See, they think that one of them could have been a KGB agent, too. That's what they're talking about, that old guy, whatever you said his name was. Yeah, the older guy, that's right, yeah. Yeah, they were saying he could have been an undercover KGB agent trying to keep them away from a certain area of the spot. And if you look at the diaries, the girls didn't like him at all. No, they found him creepy. Yeah, they found him creepy, but to be fair, even the other boys were sort of giving the girls shit the whole time as well, which they weren't happy about. The only one they did like was the guy that left. <laughs> that actually was sad for him to go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the other ones, but the, yeah, the older guy, the, the, they all didn't know him. It was the Adolf that brought him along, but they didn't really know him well. He was a lot older than the rest of them. And he was just kind of weird, apparently, to them. So, And and there is talk that he was KGB as well. So, I mean, that, that makes things a bit weird, but he was dead too. So then why would that happen, you know? So... Well, let me ask, you know, let me ask you guys this, man. Were, were all these people, the, the people that went to get certified, did they all know each other prior to this? Yes. Everybody except for the older guy, he was sort of a the, newly introduced the person. The KGB guy, right. Like two of the people were actually dating and then the other two people were a separated couple. Yeah, well, they used to date or something like that. Yeah, yeah. one of them was still a couple and then the, the one girl was separated from one of the guys. So they were all very familiar from each other. So what, okay, so so at the end of all their investigations and autopsies and shit, and in their own words, 
they concluded that that these hikers or skiers died of uh, quote unquote natural force they were unable to overcome. Listen, yeah. like we've said before, man, doesn't matter how experienced you are, who who you are, when you're out there against the elements, anything can fucking happen, man. Okay, you know you can be ready, you can prepare, but when the elements want to fucking ramp up and give you hell, man, I mean, there's only so far that your training and prep work can carry you, man. You know? Oh, absolutely. Mother nature's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. So yeah. You know what, man? Why don't we talk about the fucking theories here, man? You know? Why don't we talk about them? Let's start with the whole foul play theory. One of the possibilities is, you know like we said, Mother Nature, but there's a possibility, you know, uh, there's a theory out there that the hikers, like I think it was Jimmy that said one of them was maybe KGB or something, that the hikers were actually double agents and they were transporting radioactive samples and doing some work for the CIA. You know, I there was even talk of that too, actually, um, that the CIA was somehow involved in this, and it's the first I heard of it. This morning, I was kind of uh, listening to something that suggested that. But what you said actually is a good, plausible thing, too. I mean, no one's really spoken about it, so that could be possible. You know, but again, what could have they been transporting, though? Yeah, like I mean... Radioactive, and what would they... Um, well, wouldn't it be risky, though, you know? Yeah, one of the questions that many theorists ask when they talk about this is that if they were transporting radioactive samples, why was it only their clothing that was radioactive, you know? And their hair as well on a few of them. The, I'm sorry, hair? Their hair and their skin. A couple of the bodies were found to be orange. Oh, really? Like, yeah, so that that's signs of of radioactive something. I mean, apparently that's a sign of radioactivity. If you go through history, though, one of the top 15 biggest megaton nuclear bombs Russia actually had exploded off in that general vicinity. Yeah, I'm not sure on the date of that or whatever, but no, no, it that, had you're right. in that area as well. That was doing testing. Okay, so it's a possibility that, that there might have been some kind of residue there still, right? Yeah, oh yeah. But it's got a half life of like 2000 years. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um which would might might explain the small traces. But the, you know, as far as like being double agents, they they were talking about now, I don't know if you guys know, they were pointing their fingers at Zolotaryov, Kolebarov and Krivonyshenko. I don't know if any one of those guys was the old guy, but these are yeah, the yeah, names yeah that is brought up when they talk about the whole spy theory. Yeah, that guy, the one with with the Z. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's the... um, Zorro. He's he's the supposedly KGB guy. Yeah, Zorro, exactly. Yeah, I was just calling him Zorro. (laughs) (laughs) Zorro. But, uh, yeah, he was supposed to be the KGB guy. No, so, the only, uh, but the only one of them that whose whose clothes supposedly was uh, radioactive was that Kolevatov guy or girl. I, don't uh, know. I think there was a couple of them that that had been found with radiation. I think they all had minute sort of traces of radiation, but two of them had like extreme cases of it. 
where their skin, their hair, they couldn't even do an autopsy straight away on one of the bodies. So what would have caused these guys to cut their weight out of their fucking tent? I mean, listen, man, I've, I've, See, slept, man. I've slept in a sleeping bag in extreme cold weather when my zipper like froze and I had to do this, the same thing, man. Um, but I don't know, man, you know, there's a group of, of nine people, you know, and they had a furnace inside. So it, it would have been warm. When that happened to me, all I had for shelter was a sleeping bag, nothing else. So that makes no fucking sense, man, to me, you know? Well, there's a few main theories. The main, th- the one theory is aliens. Another main theory is the stove malfunction. You have another main theory is that they brought up magic mushrooms and they were all tripping balls. <laughs> and one of the other theories that a lot of the scientists like is they had some really weird weather that around that time and the wind noise and stuff can cause this. You know how like the United States have like sound weapons that like drive like a crowd of people crazy. Right. That the the wind was making this hypersonic frequency that couldn't really be heard, but it was enough to cause panic and anxiety to happen. Yep. So there's That's... a few main theories as to why they think they left the tent. People are leaning towards what Tim just said as a plausible suggestion that that could have been the reason, but it does make sense. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Hypersonic sound or whatever they called it. Yeah, it's like a low frequency where as a human, you can't hear it, but you feel it. It causes anxiety and stuff like that. Could be that too. I mean, there's a lot of different things. But look, I used to think it was UFO related because there was lights seen. Yes, lights were seen that night. And there's actually photos from another hiking party that was 45 miles away in a different part of a a different area of the mountain, which was a completely different pass area, but they actually have photos of bright lights happening that night in the general direction of where the Dilatov people were. Yes. Right. Yes. Some, some people claim to have seen some fast moving like fireballs or some shit, you know? Yeah. Um, Apparently there was one guy there, like close by, not like actually at the scene, but close by where one of the fireballs, like you said, Spiro, was kind of chasing him. Chasing him? Like it was, yeah, it was kind of like going towards him and he thought it was actually, like he knew what it was doing. It was, it was, it was moving intelligently and it was coming towards him and it was trying to attack him, but apparently he, he survived it, didn't touch him in the end. Would it be like a fireball or would it be just the interpretation due to language barriers like an orb? Well, uh, yeah, it, it, it could explain be, an orb. Yeah, you know what, man? Uh, they they also suggested that it could have been a missile test, a rocket test, and that something exploded and, uh, you know, it, it emitted a, a beam of energy of some sort that maybe caused their, their deaths. Maybe that's what they were trying to run away from. I mean, I'm not sure how much time they would have to look, react, and, you know, like running shit, you know? Uh, so I don't know. You know, that's what, that's just weird, man. Yeah. Some people get scared easier than others. Uh, if you're not used I'll to hearing big bangs and stuff, right. When it's just not your trip, especially during that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, and, and there was a lot of weird shit going on around there. That's for sure. Like it's, it's hard to, like I said, for me, I thought it was, you know, I'd like to think, it was alien related, right? 
But I'm starting to like lean towards something conventional, man. It just, you got to think rationally at first. Well, what's that? Oh, yeah. Wait, is that? That's photo what's number 17. That. So let's talk about that, man. You know, uh, you know, uh, like we mentioned before, man, they were talking about Yeti, you know, that it was the fucking Yeti Wait. that ripped that girl's tongue. But I'm looking at this photo and all I'm seeing is some guy in a big coat or a fat fuck, man. That's, uh, I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they've taken a look at that versus the surroundings. They deem this to be about eight feet tall. It looks fucking big, yeah. You know, and and this was from from whose camera? From the girl who was missing the eyeballs and the tongue. Is that a hundred percent certain, Tim? With that picture? Yep. Look, man, okay, I have the picture here. It's and it says here that it's supposedly an image of a yeti on Thibault Brig- Brignol's camera. Whoever that is, I don't know if that was a victim or or who. What was the name again, Spear? Um, Thibault Brignol's. Oh, yeah, that French guy who was, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. It's a guy, Nikolai, yeah. Who oh, was the guy? Bro, he was a guy's camera. Oh, they, he, he was the son of, um, he was the son of, uh, what do you call it? A French immigrant. He was, he was technically French, but changed his name to a Russian name. And if it was his camera, that, that's interesting. I thought it was the woman's camera, though. I could have, sw- but yeah, no, I'm probably wrong. It's it's uh, one in the morning well, I here. Didn't, I, I didn't even know they found the Yeti, supposedly. Yeah, that's why they, everybody's tripping out about it and always saying it's Yeti related and stuff. That's just because of that. That's the famous. They call it seventeen. Yeah, that's strange, man. But you know me and my opinions on stuff. I sort of lean towards that type of crypt type stuff a little bit more because you know. I like well, yeah, no, well, it's changed my opinion now. Like, I'm not too sure to think anymore. Like I said, <laughs> I, I was hoping it would be, you know, alien-related, say, you know. Like, because for me, I've had a lot of UFO experiences. I've never seen an alien, so don't hold me to that. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I've never seen it. I don't know what the hell it was. But the point is, I was hoping it would be something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely, because it's almost explainable that way. Yeah. And to be honest, with the fact that the United States and Russia's and stuff have all launched their new space forces, in the back of my brain, I'm wondering if they've reopened the case because they're allowed to ex- pick, uh, put a little bit more random information on what could have possibly happened there now that people are more aware of, like, space force and stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, do you reckon we would ever get told, like, what happened? Like, will yeah. they tell us, you know? I just don't see them coming out and telling us, okay, this is what happened. And if they did, they'd probably say it was hypothermia anyway, say. Well, that's the thing coming out of Russia. Like, when stuff happens out of the States, eventually stuff always has to be opened up and the yeah, truth doesn't eventually yeah. come out. But out of a place like Russia, especially during, like, I believe it was Cold War times or whatever the hell they called it. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's all secret. Like, you, you never know. Like, Chernobyl happened, and we didn't even know about North America until, like, two weeks later. You know, it's always, shh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. But think about this, man. It still doesn't explain why why some, why some a majority of them, if not all of them, died of hypothermia. It doesn't explain a lot of other things. Let's say that there really was a fucking Yeti, and this is a legit picture, okay? Um. It still doesn't explain, man. And, and by the way, this the person's name of whose camera this was 
from is this is this a picture taken during that expedition or is this something from prior or after and then they just come into the conclusion that hey you know what it could have been this that's what I want to find out like because I didn't know that picture existed uh, I actually didn't know I, I saw another picture where it looks like a fireball sort of thing or like a like a blob I can't explain it yeah like they think it that could be a UFO but to me it looks like nothing yeah. so. Uh, you, have you seen the one I'm talking yeah. about? Tim? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was the one that the people caught. The 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 people that were hiking at the same time as the <clears throat> Diet Love uh, party, but the picture was actually taken on farther away, like the other party that was on the next mountain over, who was also experiencing the lights at the same time. Well, and they're the also thing. the people that were talking about the storm was really bad that night too. Well, can we confirm that that picture was taken during that expedition? We're going to have to do some digging, man. You know? <sighs> but again, this this doesn't explain why, if it was the Yeti, why would they cut themselves out of the fucking tent and not the Yeti ripping in unless they had seen the fucking Yeti, invited him over for a few fucking drinks, got fucking <laughs> horny. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Nah, you know, you're not really our cup of tea. And, you know, they just <laughs> cut themselves out. Fucking, uh, I don't know. No, man. Talking about partying time, one of the entries from one of the girls writing in the diary, one of her entries said that, uh, with the group that we're with, there's going to be a lot of good sex this week. Was it? Yeah, that's one of her entries yeah. in her diary. And there's going to be a lot of good <laughs> sex happening this week. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. party. I, I dove right into the diaries and into the pictures and stuff like that. Because you know me, I always lean towards the cryptid animals, like Bigfoot stuff. As soon as I heard anything well, about that, I was like, you know, like, okay, let's find this motherfucker. <laughs> And with your well, experience. That picture, well, that picture does change things. Yeah. Just so we're sure, because there's one guy that claims to be a full-on expert in this subject, um, and he doesn't talk about Yeti or or like UFOs. He thinks it has something to do with the Russian government, obviously. Um, well, see, everybody who has their own thing has their own agenda. But that's it. That's right. That's true. You know, you, you push whatever thing that you want to push and, it's just like politics and stuff. Everybody has their own agenda and what they want to put across. What we're trying to do is put across a little bit of everything, and it's like a shotgun blast. <laughs> we got magic mushrooms. We got the Yeti. We got the ultrasonic sounds. We got an exploding furnace. We're not into the whole thing where we're trying to brainwash anybody. We're just coming at it from every angle, and, you know, this you man, what you want to believe, I guess. <laughs> it could have been radioactive Smurfs, man, but it still doesn't explain a lot of the shit because, you know, they found that they had cut themselves out of the tent. They found people running from the tent. They found people running back. It's like, what the fuck? It's like a death scene written for a Benny Hill show. That's the thing, because so many different people died in so many ways. It's like, okay, well, this person seems like they died from the radioactive. This person died from a whatever. This person got crushed by fucking Bigfoot. Yeah, it's plus, like so many different deaths, and the injuries like a lot of the injuries were like, like similar to a, like a car accident. Yeah, like the guy with the caved in chest. Yeah, and uh, I mean, but also look, an avalanche could have caused that, I guess. Oh, yeah, but was so, there one? Was there one recorded to have taken place that. during that time? 
Yeah, it's never been confirmed. It's just one of the theories. And to be honest, I think if the people who took the picture of the balls in the sky and talked about the tornado-type wind ultrasonic sounds, they would have reported that as like a hard fact, and it never really was. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be like a hard fact, what Tim said. Well, well, we'll check this out. But before I get into this, have, have either of you guys seen that one picture? I don't know if it's even related to this, but when I started doing research, I came across a picture of a guy whose head was planted into the snow and their fucking body is just sticking straight up, upside yeah, down. Yeah, I don't that. know if, if if he's a, a victim. I don't know. Yeah, but. Yeah, I've seen that one. You're right. Yeah, I've seen that too. And there, that's one of the theories on the aliens. Like, they let him out of the ship and he crashed into the well, snow. That's nice. Or possibly the Sasquatch, because, you know, Sasquatch will break a tree and they'll stick a tree upside down <laughs> into the ground kind of thing too, right? Nice. Well, the more I'm looking at this, at the Sasquatch picture, the more I'm starting to think, <laughs> you know, it could be Yeti related. I mean, what the hell is that picture at the end of the day? Like, Can I have like 30 seconds to a minute, Spiro? Please, please, man. Oh, yes. Here, here's the situation. Lately, a lot of people have been talking about how Bigfoot is like a mythical creature who can pop in and out of our dimension. Right. right? I fucking sort of hate like that theory. Alien. I hate it too. <clears throat> but here you go. <laughs> Anytime you have people popping in and out of the other dimension, sometimes there's trace radiation left behind. So there's the trace oh. radiation. So Bigfoot oh. popped into the time zone. Boom. There's your radiation. He popped inside of their tent, scared them the fuck out of their tent. They got all scared and shit like that. He caught three of them, caved in the one guy, took the chick's eyeballs out, bit her fucking tongue out, and then seen the campers on the other uh, their mountain turn back into his other fifth dimension ball to try to get to those people and something interfered when the ultrasonic wind happened. There's the whole story. And I'm willing to close out this episode on that. You convinced me, man. I'm fucking sold, bro. This is mad. <laughs> no, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm starting to think the same way too, man. Because I never saw that picture until now. So, like, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, what else? It makes sense, right? Big thing. Look at the damage on the people. It makes as much sense as anything else. <laughs> Pretty See, much, that, man. That's, that threw me right <laughs> off seeing that picture. I'm like, damn, why haven't I seen that before? Yeah. You know, I've heard Yeti, like, rumor and all that, but never actually saw any sort of evidence. I mean, that was evidence. Yeah, but, absolutely. But where were the footprints and stuff like that? Exactly. They they said that they only found nine, nine sets of prints. None of them were, like, you know, Yeti-shaped and all that. So who knows? But... Going back to the avalanche thing, I looked it up here real, real quick, and there was no recorded avalanche that took place that day or, you know, during those those days, you know? So that really, like, throws that out of the window, too. And it's also not, supposedly, the area where it took place is not an avalanche-prone place. Um, so we can't say that there was an avalanche that covered up Bigfoot or the, the Yeti's tracks. So there's that. Well, I'm really starting to think maybe it was Yeti related. The way Tim explained it, if you take into account the whole intradimensional theory and shit, you know, there wouldn't be many, many tracks. You know, uh, you know, it's possible 
I don't know, maybe the tracks were covered up by by wind. I mean, he wouldn't need to make many, many tracks, you know, to get around. That's true. But then why only the Yeti's uh, tracks being covered and not the others? You would have to imagine there would only be, you know, again, I'm not buying this shit, but... But why, you know, why, why don't you believe into the, the interdimensional... You know what I think? I think that after so many years, and this isn't something that's, you know, this isn't something that 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 just came out this year, fucking last year. It's been a few years now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that after so many years of the Bigfoot thing, you know, maybe it lost traction, maybe it got stale for some people, and they needed to spice it up, maybe, you know, so they added that. I mean, they've they've done something similar with other cryptids like uh, Chupacabra and and some other ones where they claim that they're interdimensional or they're from another planet, you know, fucking, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting sort of thing to it. Like, I don't know, man. Like I said, with, with the Yeti, I do believe it in some ways. Like, I really do because... That that it exists? That or, it exists. Or, no, no. Or, or that it killed them. Before before we started the show, I wouldn't have said that, right? But then I saw that picture and I've never seen that picture. All the pictures that I've seen, they never point to that picture. I don't know why. And uh, that's why I want to know for sure if that picture is 100%. From yeah. that expedition. There's a lot that it doesn't explain. Tim gave us a theory that would give added weight to it, to the Yeti theory. But uh, again, man, it's fucking crazy, man. I don't know. Oh, I hope it is Yeti in some ways. <laughs> like I you really too. want you really want a psychotic Yeti running around and shit. <laughs> hey, who knows? So you well, don't look, believe in that interdimensional thing either, do you, Tim? Listen, no, man. I hate that theory on Bigfoot being interdimensional. I, but is there is there a part of you that kind of you know says you know what it could be? You know, I mean, the way you just explained it and you laid it out, man, made me think about it. Well, if there was never any situation that would make me lean more towards Yetis being able to pop in and out of the dimensions, this would be one of those situations, honestly. Makes sense to me, bro. Yeah. And we got to talk about that stuff eventually, man. You know, but... Oh, for sure. I don't know, guys. Bigfoot, uh, CIA, the KGB, UFOs. You know, at the end of at the end of the day, man, it could just be motherfucking nature, man. You know, when you're up against the elements, when you're up against Mother Nature, it does shit to you. It does shit to you mentally, physically. You know, um, maybe they're fucking bodies, man. Maybe they succumb to the elements, you know, extreme cold weather. I don't think they were that stupid, you know what I mean? They wouldn't have gone into it and then just dying from the elements because they would have known going into it. And personally, I think they would have been pretty well prepared as well. No, right. Absolutely. But look, man, I'll tell you this, man. Like I said before, when you're going up against the elements, it doesn't matter how fucking experienced you are, man. When Mother Nature turns it up a notch, I'm telling you, man, you could get caught off guard. You can get caught with your pants down and it'll fuck you in the ass, bro. Dry. You know, uh, a couple of guys from my unit, you know, now we're talking about special forces guys, you know, uh, they went down on a boat trip, a fishing trip. I believe they ran out of fuel. You know, these guys, they don't know a fucking obstacle that they won't tackle. Okay. They fucking 
jumped into the water, decided to swim back from however far out. Hypothermia got him. They fucking drowned. So it could have been the same thing here. You know, man, these guys thought they were some Billy badasses out there. You know, winds picked up. The fucking got colder. Uh, they did drop off excess gear that they might have needed, that might have saved their lives. And, you know, they could have just been that, man, you know? I know the odds on Jimmy never having this situation happen because I don't think there's very much snow in winter in Australia, but... I've never seen snow in my life, dude. Spiro, have you ever been through the ice? Never. Like, almost yeah. hypothermia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Many times. Uh, I've been through it in Alaska, in Germany, parts of Korea. Where else have I been in extreme cold cold weather? Mainly those parts, though. In Washington State, man, it, it can get cold up there, man. You know, I was uh, ATVing one time. There's this place called Bob Cajun in Canada. It's a popular area for people to go on vacation. My dad actually lived there. So we had a quad and uh, I was out by myself in the woods in the middle of the night. Probably shouldn't have been. So I'm riding along boo-ba-doo, on the quad and all of a sudden I hear a crackle, crackle. I didn't realize I was riding across the pond. Shit. Oh, shit. Just as I was getting to the edge of this pond, boom. Me and the quad right through. The Fuck. water was up to here. I did have a snowsuit on, but fully submerged up to my chin. And I didn't know what to do. I do, 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 crawled out and I just started running. And when you're fully submerged, and it was probably negative 20, you can Jesus. literally feel your body. It's like a thousand pins and needles. And you can feel yourself slowing down. I got lucky that I happened to know that there was a herb farm close by. So I ran. And by the time I pounded on the door, I had nothing left. They opened the door and they said I was blue. They wrapped me in blankets, started feeding me tea. And elapsed time in that whole situation, probably three to six minutes. Jesus, bro. You're fucking lucky to be alive, man. First of all, you're lucky that the water didn't weigh you down in that, that suit that you wore. Yeah, that's lucky, man. It is. Yeah, I got really lucky that night. <laughs> My dad and his friends, they have like those suits that uh, they wear on like the deadliest catch, you know, those survival, Mustang survival suits. Right. So they actually put them on and they actually dove into the water and tied ropes to this quad. Not like I said, like it was, it was about five and a half feet deep. But they went in with the survival suits and tied ropes to it. And then they pulled it out with a couple of snowmobiles the next day and stuff. But uh, yeah, I didn't have a Mustang suit on that night. <laughs> you know, man, talking about talking about the elements, man, they got this thing there that, that they call catabatic wind. I don't know if you guys know anything about that. No, what's that? All right, so uh, I pulled it up. This is what they consider the most likely scenario, okay? Catabatic, I guess that's their their language. It means descending, okay? So I'm just going to go ahead and read this here. It says, uh, it is also called gravity wind. It is a phenomenon occurs over ice sheets or cooled mountain areas, including the topography of the Dyatlov Pass area. This hurricane force wind, and I think it was Tim that mentioned something about like a tornado and shit, right? The subsonic sound from the windstorm. Okay. So, so what they're saying here is uh, this hurricane force wind can reach up to 81 meters per second and happen suddenly without warning like a storm. This phenomenon often occurs at night. One such wind killed skiers in Sweden in 1978 when a wind wind erupted out of a calm day at 20 meters a second. They abandoned their camp 
to get this because I think this is similar to these guys. They they abandoned their camp, most died of exposure, and their bodies were found with minor injuries. The bodies were found at intervals that led away from a hastily constructed snow shelter. The difference here is that one person actually survived. Wow. So, you know, the similarities, but still, man, what caused them to run from the fucking tent? I could see them trying to run back to the tent, trying to take cover. Uh, They probably still wouldn't stand a fucking chance against this thing. But what made them initially leave the goddamn tent? Yeah, that's the unknown. And you know what, man? Everything aside, the fucking tongue ripping out and every and where they found these fucking people and how they were, something caused them to run out of the fucking tent. Something caused them to cut themselves out of the tent. What, though? That is the fucking question, man. That Well, that's what people can't like wrap their heads around because at the end of the day, why did they rip themselves through the tent when the zipper was just there? Like they could have just opened the zip, the tip, and they would have been out. Well, like Spiro was saying, when he was camping in the extreme cold, his zipper was actually frozen. Oh, well. This happened in Washington State. I'm not sure how you would compare the winters over there to the DL of Pass. I'm going to guess that it's worse there. But I had nothing I had nothing but sleeping bag. And it was an extreme cold weather sleeping bag issued to me by the Army. I laid that shit down right on top of snow. I, I fucking got in it. Took off my uh, clothes, you know, um, as they say, you know, yep. when you go to sleep, take off your clothes, take off your, your boots, everything, you know. When the guy on guard came to wake me up so I can relieve him, I was like, okay. So I, I started getting dressed inside there and shit. And uh, when it came time to get out, the zipper was frozen. So I'm like, fuck my life, you know. <laughs> So I I pulled out a fucking blade. I started to cut through. I got out. Thankfully, I ended up going home the very next day. Um, I didn't have to to use that same sleeping bag again. Um, I went. I got a new one. But again, man, I don't know. Temperature, though, like if it depends on the elevation, too, right? Like I know it's not quite as cold as near Siberia, but if you're like elevated up in the higher area, it's going to be colder and the air is going to be thinner and it's going to feel colder as well too. So it depends on what elevation you're at too in Washington state, because I know there's some higher elevations there as well. Yeah. yeah. But well, that makes sense too, though, Spiro, what you just said. So it's a mystery, man. It's still but a mystery. Again, again, bro, they supposedly had a furnace. I know like whoever slept the closest to the, uh, to the furnace, was always bitching about it, like which is fair enough, I guess. You know what I mean? Because it was always hot. But like you said, I mean, it can't be. They can't. They couldn't have been burned from that. I just highly doubt it. There was nothing wrong with the tent, per se, other than the rip. Like there wasn't actually anything wrong with the tent or the no burn marks. As I know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, they didn't find any burn marks on the tent. No. So again, where did these burn marks come from? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's mysterious, man. It's either the Yeti because of that picture. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that's a bit intriguing. Or that fireball could have caused the burns, apparently, and the radiation. Whatever. But you there were no it. burns, though, right? Uh, because it seems like that fire, the remains of, of the fire that they found, those two bodies, um, that was in between the first two bodies that found... 
and the second <clears throat> set of three bodies, they seem to have been man man-made. So did they stop to make a fire outside of it? I mean, did they get out of the tent because something happened in there and they built a fire? Just to stay warm, to bite. I don't know, man. Fuck. You know what, man? Well, see, you know what? Here's the situation. It's not like it was the first day there. They they left on the 27th. So you got uh, five, six days left or whatever. Uh, you're you're six, six days into a trek, right? So who knows if maybe the night before they got pissed drunk like my dad did when I was camping when I was a kid, the guy had to take a piss, couldn't find the zipper, <laughs> cut himself out of the tent just to go piss on a tree. <laughs> could have like been the bad. whole, the whole cut in the tent and stuff like that. It could have been done days before the actual incident that killed them. Well, well they did want alcohol and they did steal alcohol because they did get in trouble before they actually Jesus. got to the, yeah, literally in the 80s, we were camping. My dad was a little drunk and fucking he couldn't find the zipper. He pulled out his buck knife and cut the side of the tent up and went and took a piss. <laughs> you know what, man? Throwed it up the next day. Yep. You see you see this shit in so many movies, man. You know, you're out in the freezing cold. Hey, you know, they fucking toss you a bottle of fucking vodka or, or whiskey. And that's the worst thing you can fucking do, man. Alcohol, alcohol and extreme cold weather just don't mix, bro. If you want to die of hypothermia, if you want to speed track a cold weather death, drink some alcohol. Okay? <laughs> because you thin out your fucking blood. It ain't worth worth shit out there, you know. It's it, not your blood, does it? It does, you know. Yeah, that's that's another thing, motherfuckers that drink while they're getting a tattoo. The same shit. I'm like, what? It's so stupid, you know, man. I I see. Not played out more, right? I had a buddy of mine. He he thought it was a good idea, and the tattoo artist let him do it. He's sitting there getting a tattoo done, and he's got a can of something, a fucking brew and shit. And I'm like, what? What a fucking idiot, man. Yeah. You know, anyways, guys, so we came in here with questions. We're leaving with even more questions. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the CryptoCast, where we dare you to believe.